This is Laughs and Littles, a conversation about friendship and faith in the midst of motherhood. Life with Littles is better when we do it together. So grab a load of laundry and join us for some laughs. So I'm having a real, I've told you this, real tough time with Paul lately because he's just so insistent on everything right now and he's just waking up, especially from naps, with these just painful erections because <laughs> he just <laughs> has like testosterone <laughs> raging through his body. <laughs> so keep that in mind. So we were okay. at <laughs> in this scenario. That's we're in at my mind. Costco, <laughs> and we were in the restroom, which going to the restroom now has become such a thing because he, A, won't let me go into the stall with him and B, like will accept no help in taking off, taking, putting back on pants and he'll yell to me from the other stall, ah, I need help, don't come in. <laughs> so which makes it very awkward with other people around. And then, and then he finally comes out, we were over that and he was chewing gum because I've like chewing gum kind of helps him keep the mask on better and I uh, can't even, um, and the gum falls out on the floor in the bathroom of Costco. So, like, you know, I don't, I'm not a germ person. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm not germophobic. I don't really care. It's like people tell me, like, oh, my kids are, you know, have a cold. I'm like, bring them on over. <laughs> so don't really care. But for this, but, like, I, obviously that's disgusting. So I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I have some standards. I have so, like, I, I'm going to try to deal with yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, reach, no. And it like it too late and it just like popped back in the mouth. And right as he popped it back in, this like lady walked into the bathroom and she was like, ooh. <laughs> and I was like, it it's it already happened. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> she and she nodded. She was like, yeah. And then we were at our house the next day and he begged for a pickle. Of course, it was like, yeah, of course you can have a pickle. I don't know why you're so upset about it. Give him a pickle. Drops it on the floor. And then he was like, ew, I need a new one. <laughs> and I was like, oh! <laughs> And he's smearing it across the floor, like kicking it, like, this is disgusting. I'm just like, you, okay. <laughs> it's a tough time <laughs> with me and Paul right now. <sighs> we'll get oh, through. Paul. We'll get through. <laughs> Can you pray for us? Yeah. Um, Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all I have and call my own. You have given all to me. To you, Lord, I return it. Everything is yours. Do with it what you will. Give me only your love and your grace. That is enough for me. This episode is sponsored by the Catholic author, and we'll link to her books in the show notes. She's, her name is Jenny Bishop, the Catholic author, Jenny Bishop, and she is um, now a full-time missionary in Nicaragua. And since this is our Christmas episode, (laughs) uh, we want to share about her book, The Three Gifts of Christmas. It's about this princess of these two very holy and loving parents And they begin to notice that when, like at first she'd open gifts with wonder and gratitude. And as she got older, she began to just like tear through presents and quickly mutter a brief thanks before asking what's next. And 
it's a beautiful story of how they model Thanksgiving and sacrificing for their family, giving alms to the poor. And this is actually my second favorite book of hers. It's so good. But the first being actually the like prequel to this book of how her parents met, which is The Princess and the Kiss. Oh, yes. this is her daughter? <laughs> yeah, I know, oh. isn't that great? <laughs> So, they're so, so I holy. know The Princess and the Kiss, but I've never read The Three Gifts of Christmas, which I want to now. There's also a crayon book you haven't read that she did of, on, like, unity and diversity, which is really mm. good you'd like. Um, okay, but The Princess and the Kiss, yes, we both have and love. And I, like, just get really emotional every time I read it or talk about it too much. When I first got it, anyone who came to my house, I was like, come read this book. You're going to cry. But it was just me. Um, okay, so The Princess and the Kiss is um, its all about this princess who is given her first kiss at birth. And, um, like, it's this lantern, this light of purity, and she cherishes her purity. And all these suitors come when it's time for her to get married. And she has to weigh her choices. And it's, it's amazing. I can't give away the ending because I don't want to rob anyone of falling like I did the first and every time but it's 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 so beautiful so she has more more books than that I can't even get into them all but she is wonderful and she yeah. was emailing and us I was from Nicaragua <laughs> what yeah well I was very skeptical when you were like this book this beautiful book about purity <laughs> I was like oh gosh one of those it is very well done yes. I yeah I really like it it's an excellent fantasy book <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so today we're talking about how we each were brought up with Santa Claus and now being Catholic and learning about St. Nicholas and how we approach the topic of Santa with, with our kids. Um, so for me, growing up with Santa was like, if you were to just like throw out Santa, I'd be like, oh yeah, Santa. Because my experience with Santa was like, just like happy memory, like happy childhood time. It's like in the background of my childhood as like fond memories of Santa, not like overblown, but mm-hmm. like just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember my second grade class, we had buddies with like the, it was first grade. I don't know. We had buddies with the sixth graders mm-hmm. and we got like delivered to our room or no. Yeah. I don't I guess we wrote letters to the North Pole. I don't know how that works, but they were like icy <laughs> letters, like like really cold and had like ice on them. The like letters had come back to us Whoa. from the North Pole. I don't remember, but I was like, ooh, this is fun. <laughs> and this um, is in school? Yeah. Wow. In my public my public elementary school. That would never happen today. Yeah. People are so um, PC. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then like, I also have this really fun memory, oh, a few, but my dad found this like Santa tracker online (laughs) and it was like when we still had like dial up internet, you know, (laughs) but I remember sitting on his lap, looking at the computer screen Christmas Eve. And he was like, look, Santa's over Japan right now. Like you better get to bed (laughs) before he comes. And I was like, ooh, (laughs) and then, um, and then one year, I must have been like 
maybe like 10 years old. I think I remember this like, like Christmas Eve night laying in bed, still awake. And I like, I could have sworn I heard something on the roof. And then, and then like from a car driving by, I heard like, and I'm pretty sure it was my friend's dad. I heard this like, ho, ho, ho. And I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) But so... So I definitely believed, I believed that Santa was a real person really came to my house and like, yes, I mean, you know, (laughs) who knows how these things work? Like we didn't even have a real fireplace. Like how did he, whatever. Um, I just kind of went along with all of it because it was fun. And, um, and then I also grew up in like a strong Christian home. So, you know, I was getting the nativity story. I was getting like Christmas at church, you know, like, like it was like, I knew that Christmas was about the birth of Jesus, but as a child, I was definitely very excited also for Santa and this like thing that was happening. But when I found out, you know, I don't even remember how or when I found out because it was not traumatic for me at all. And I just like, I think I just felt like, oh, I'm now, now I'm in on like the big joke that like everyone is in on. I don't know. I didn't feel like lied to or betrayed. I just, mm-hmm. I, and then like, I think now about my dad doing that with a Santa tracker and it just like gives me so much joy that yeah. he would like go out of his way to do this fun thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of my experience of Santa. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was your experience of Santa, Annie? <laughs> yeah, also growing up in a strong Christian household. And I never remember my parents telling me one way or the other. And so hmm. it was just, I just never believed in Santa. I ne- well, I never believed that Santa was a real person in the North Pole because no one ever told me he was a real person. And we didn't do the cookies for Santa and we didn't do the whatever writing letters my parents also joke quite a bit that I was like born old and this was like Mm. you know like (laughs) like I would like go to people's houses as a little kid and like organize their rooms and just like oh this is not tidy so I'm like this I'm like a little (laughs) so I can see how it makes sense also for my personality to be like "Mm, that doesn't work this Santa business. But, um, yeah. So like never grew up thinking that he was real, but never upset about that. You know, I didn't have it. So I don't like miss it cause I didn't lose it, but we grew up celebrating Christmas big time for sure. And like reading Santa books, reading or like listening to Santa music. And like, I have lots and lots of beautiful Christmas memories. And I am, like, I'm the person that when I'm sad in March listens to, like, instrumental Christmas music. And, mm. like, I've <laughs> – like, my all-time favorite movie is The Holiday. And <laughs> have you seen that movie? Yes. <laughs> Why did you laugh? Because I hated that movie. Really? <laughs> Like I love, I love a good rom com, but I could not. I think it was like hyped up or something. Right. I like started watching it, and I was like, "No." You so wait, you didn't finish it? 
Yeah, I guess I didn't finish. Okay. I don't know. The ending is also not super spectacular, but like, oh, well, maybe you should finish. I don't know. It's my all-time favorite. Yeah, maybe favorite. I should watch it now. I think it has everything. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got good actors. Anyway, so my favorite movie is a Christmas movie. Um, and I get really upset when there's like a Christmas scene like in a movie and then I'm like, Ugh. like this is not a Christmas movie. They're just like, they're exploiting on the joy that people feel during Christmas. And like, that's not the point of the movie. Like if I, if there's like Christmas in a movie, I want it to be like a Christmas movie. I don't want them to like steal mm. like the profits of Christmas joy in like half a scene. <laughs> so <laughs> did you watch Hallmark movies, like Hallmark Christmas movies no. growing up? No. Okay. Yeah. I did not either. Mm-hmm. But I watch all the like classics. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's my that's my upbringing with not believing this. And I remember seeing Santa in the malls and just being like, yeah, like, that's that's cool. He's there. Like, he's not really Santa. <laughs> like, that's obviously an actor. I remember even as, like, a five-year-old telling my friend, he's not real, which you should never do. And my mom, oh, my goodness, she did the thing you're never supposed to do. A neighbor asked her, like, is Santa real? <laughs> when I was like five or six. And she was like, mm, no. I <laughs> and this, you know, girl went crying to her mom. You know, chaos ensued. <laughs> never, never, never do that. Like, anyone else's child comes to you, you say, go ask your mommy. But like, yeah. I'm sure she was. I'm sure she panicked. <laughs> that's so funny because that doesn't fit with like what i know of your mom like if i had to guess if i didn't know anything about her uh-huh. with santa i would guess that she would just be like yes he's real and like <laughs> go write him a letter and like, <laughs> you never know we you never yeah. know what we're gonna do because <laughs> oh. you're right she's very joyful but she's also interested in telling the truth about Santa Claus but that was the wrong moment just for any and I am I am very concerned actually that Clara and any of my kids that they're gonna like ruin it for people by like telling them that Santa's not real someday so I don't know how to deal with that I think I did mention to her at one point when we were talking about this a lot more last year and she had asked I was like, but don't, like, ruin – I don't remember how I said it, but, like, you know, don't ruin the surprise for other people. Like, they are having fun pretending. Let them have fun pretending. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so we started talking about this, I think, like, last year. I don't think it was two years ago. Your sexuality is good, holy, and beautiful. If that doesn't feel true, you're in the right place. We believe Jesus knows your sexual brokenness and is inviting you to wholeness. We hope to bring you that invitation every week as we explore topics from friendship to fantasy, loneliness to lust, and more. We are dedicated to helping you connect your struggle to your story and your story to God, because every bit of you is sacred by design. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then so last year 
I, so last year Evangeline was four and I guess that was the first Christmas when I was like, Oh, no, this was two years ago. I about this. I'm sorry. This it was two years yeah, ago because last Christmas I was in this house, but we did start talking about it when I was in. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. Too, yeah. Okay. Three, three makes more sense. So she was three and I was like, wow, I've never thought about Santa <laughs> with parenting. <laughs> oh, I think it was, it was like, she was just old enough to ask questions. So we mm-hmm. were reading, like we were reading the Polar Express mm-hmm. and I was like, oh yeah, this brings back so many good memories. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, this is presenting Santa as real, like and then I believed, mm-hmm. you know, um, and sh- I'm sure, sh- I'm sure she asked about it. And I was just sort of like, Oh, <laughs> and so <laughs> I think on one of our play dates, um, I asked Annie, like, have you like, what do you, what do you think about Santa? Or like, what do you, what do you do with Santa? And yeah, St. Nicholas was now part of the picture. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, we have this feast day on December 6th. Uh, and then like, how do you also talk, you know, so that's when I brought it up and Annie had a lot of thoughts. (laughs) I've been thinking about this for years. (laughs) Yeah. And then I was like, why? So like, (laughs) why did you start thinking about it? Like before Clara could even talk? Cause I feel like I'm normal. Like I feel like most people are not like, I feel like I'm not normal. So we're on the same page. Can we talk about the Polar Express, though, for a second? Sure. Because yeah. it is probably one of the best Christmas books ever. It's great. We've been listening to the soundtrack for a few weeks now. The kids love it so much. And Alex was just talking again last night as we were chatting about, he was like, the Polar Express gets faith so well that, like, the the young boy, like, it's not just that he sees the train or sees the elves in the north pole and then boom he believes it's not just seeing is believing because he sees it and he still doesn't believe and he still hesitates he even sees the ghost on top of the train and he tells him straight up like i don't believe in ghosts so it, i think it really shows the point Wait, that's from the movie i haven't seen the movie oh well the there's mo- no ghost in the book yes you're right i forgot about that Okay. This I think spoilers. Yes, well, well, I guess I am thinking more about the movie because okay. yeah, we did <clears throat> we did watch the movie already this year. Um, yeah, so like seeing is not believing, and that makes so much sense with Jesus in the Eucharist because you can't just like put someone in a Catholic church and they like see the Eucharist and then believe. And um, so the, the the little boy has this like process and then he sees the elves in the movie, but he doesn't see Santa. And, um, but then he like closes his eyes and like hears the bells, which like, what do we hear before the host is raised? Like the bells. And then he like believes and opens his eyes and like Santa's there. Mm-hmm. And like, that's really cool. Um, so I just like, yeah, I think Polar Express is a great book great movie and it gets the faith experience that's cool yeah you're not so we're just prefacing all this with like you're not a killjoy you're I'm not, not a grinch, grinch. <laughs> you do love oh, santa do. and christmas i do and i love the grinch <laughs> yeah. clara got way way too obsessed with the grinch though two years ago i don't 
I don't know if we've read it yet. I was thinking about that the other day of like, uh-huh. Ooh, that'll be a fun book this year. It's cute. Yeah. But it was one of those where she's just like, why is he so evil? This is fascinating, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but that's a really cute book too. <laughs> okay. But go back to yeah. like, why did you think about it when Clara oh, yeah. was a baby? And like, how did you I don't even decide? know how to answer that. Just like I think about <laughs> We were just okay, but you like thought about it enough to have a conversation with in-laws, yeah. Um, because we just knew we didn't want to tell our kids that Santa was real. I don't know. It's like we're like what ten, fifteen years away from college, and I don't know what my kids' plan for college is. But Alex and I have like talked about like how we're going to pay for it, what some options are, what we'd be interested in. Like I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> okay. It's just one of the things. Why you did about. you not think of it? No, I don't think it's weird that you didn't think about it, but it's also normal for my brain to have thought about it. Yeah. She was like, um, nine months old when we told my in-laws. And so your like conviction with Santa is mm-hmm. that you can't lie to your kids. Yes. Yeah. I also think it's a lot of work (laughs) keeping up this like charade. And then you have to like, I mean, you had a good experience because you didn't feel let down and you know, you had a a good age that you just kind of like almost like naturally figured it out. It was like a natural part, but you, you never know what kind of personality your kid's going to have and how they're going to handle that in sibling ages. But yeah, so in the catechism, it um, starts at uh, paragraph 2,483 against the truth. And it talks about like leading someone into error. And that's where I feel like, you know, if they're directly asking you, is Santa real? And you lie directly. I don't like that. That seems like leading to me. But um, but it also talks about that, like, the gravity of the lie and the intentions of the one who lies and the harm suffered by its victims. And it's like, well, I think most people have really good intentions when teaching their kids about Santa. And it's not like it's causing salvation or disrupting salvation. Like, it's it's probably pretty minimal harm so I don't walk around judging people thinking like "Mm, you shouldn't be doing that but I do feel very convicted that like we shouldn't lie lying has before when I first started going to confession when I first became Catholic I did realize that like I personally was very susceptible to like lying often little lies to strangers or friends and once I started going to confession, I personally realized like, oh, I do this a lot without thinking. Um, so I feel like I am like very convicted that I can't lie and that it's never in God's plan for us that we should be willing ourselves to do this venial sin. Hmm. Yeah. My, my like, <laughs> I had like a strong gut reaction when we first <laughs> started talking about this of just like, 
whoa, <laughs> this is putting way too much morality on the Santa question. But then when I like calm down and I talk about it with Chris, I'm like, actually, yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> like, yeah, I probably like would feel weird at the end of the day thinking back of like, yeah, I directly lied to my kid. Yeah. Even it, even like about something that does not even matter, like Santa. You know, it was like, yeah, it's a slippery slope. And like, mm-hmm. and, but then also it's interesting, like, how many direct questions do you get from your kids? You know, mm-hmm. like with kids, I feel like there is sort of this gray area where you can punt questions fairly oh, easily. Yeah. I mean, with our age of kids, punt mm-hmm. it or just be like, spin it around you know like what do you think Mm -hmm. like there's this wiggle room Mm -hmm. which is nice for me of like like because i think i'm i'm wary of make you know like hyper realism of like if if there's a you know if it seems like you might be led into error error being like something's not real i have to like correct that right now Mm -hmm. which i'm like no i don't agree with that uh, I think there's like room for fantasy and fiction mm-hmm. and imagination. So to be like, yeah, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's a fantastic response. I think that like some kids that would work and be the absolute perfect best response. I think some kids would want a little bit more, and then you'd have to figure out what another yeah. creative response is. But I think that's a really good first response go to what do you think and honestly they might just get bored and ask about something else and forget what they were asking (laughs) you never know Mm. yeah and i realized like i think because of our conversations two years ago i have already kind of like told evange Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) that santa's not real Mm -hmm. and like because she brought it up the other day of like um something about going to grandma's christmas oh asking if there's you know it was like candy on easter candy on halloween is there candy on christmas and i was like yeah i think there's always chocolates in our stockings and she was like oh but that's grandma right (laughs) (laughs) like that's not santa and i was like what do you think what do you think (laughs) i do think it is very it's hard for me to believe that a kid reading Santa books, listening to Santa music would go from this is a book, this is a cute, fun tradition to this must be real. That seems like a mm. jump for me. Because mm. they read Because so of much. how your kids interact with like Disney movies and yeah. other like fiction. Yeah. yeah. Like they're constantly reading fiction and fantasy which is great they should they should be that's like so important for their imagination and for their you know conviction and how important adventures are um so it doesn't make sense for them to be like okay these like hundred books yeah that's that's fantasy Elsa and Anna that's that's not real that's magic but like this one is is I, I just think unless parents are like directly telling them 
or like leaving out the cookies, doing the Santa tracker, I don't think kids are going to like make that jump. So if you, which, which is how, how I grew up. So I'm, you know, this is, this is obviously based on my experience where they just like didn't say anything about it. So I just like didn't assume that it was real. I had no reason to assume it was real. Yeah. Except that then when you get because there's just, I feel like Santa is somewhat an exception because there's so much hype about him, like, from other people. Like, mm. you could get the question for months in theory, like, what's Santa going to bring you? Mm. You know, like, them talking about him in a way that, like, as if he's real. I don't know. I was like, I was surrounded huh. by a pretty conservative group, so I don't remember. Because you're right. I personally don't remember that ever being an issue. Yeah. I see your point. It's just like uh, probably probably yeah. something else not to worry about. So I think it is interesting going back to the fantasy thing. Yeah, though, yeah, like, please. This is kind of another thing that I have not thought a ton about, but have just sort of defaulted to what I grew up with, which was a lot of fairy tales and mm-hmm. you know fantasy in our reading. Um, but you and I are fairly into Montessori stuff, or we go in mm-hmm. waves with Montessori. Mm-hmm. And her thing is like, which you did a lot more than I did, of like zero to three, try to like really do mostly real picture mm-hmm. books, like books mm-hmm. of, you know, a picture of a child or like a picture of a dog, like real photos. Because mm-hmm. her thing was like, they don't know how to separate um you know, you need to teach them the real world first. And Mm -hmm. then I think even up to the age of six, like just keep it concrete, real world stuff because they can get confused if you bring in talking animals and other like fantastical quote unquote things. But to me, like, yeah, so I'm obviously not doing that. You're not doing that. Mm hmm. I would be curious, though, to read more about why she thought that, because I think my experience and my experience of my kids is that they seem very capable of sorting out real Mm -hmm. life from Mm -hmm. talking rabbits. Like, Mm -hmm. they're sophisticated enough to, like, I don't know, and even to see, like, the reality that is, or the truth that is, like, told to us within these made-up stories. What I took away from that after reading whichever one of the monastery books that that I had read that in, I don't remember it being six. I thought it was zero to three or zero to four. I I don't know. You're you're probably right. But um, was not that I had to cut out all the fantasy books, but that I had to be more intentional and deliberate about getting real life picture books in because it's harder to find. Yeah. That I, w- I wanted to create a healthier balance of having books about children, about kids, of families, real pictures of actually going to the dentist, going to the grocery store. Um, that's how I took it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. My friend told me the other day, because I was telling her we were going to talk about Santa, and she brought up um, that St. Augustine actually was like against Christians reading fiction because it's not real or like it's not true Mm. and he was like you have the gospel like (laughs) why do you need anything else 
<laughs> and I was like, whoa. I mean, I think that's one of <laughs> one of his unpopular opinions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Which are great. I feel like a lot of his very extreme positions, I'm like, oh, it's cool to think about this in, ex- in an extreme way to just shift your mind a little bit and not and not to just go with the flow of just doing Santa because that's what everyone does. Mm. Yeah. But okay, also not that? being a Grinch. Like, so yes. I think that's that trying to get back to that of like, I want to be anti direct lying to my kids, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I also want to be like, I want them to have an imagination and I want them to yes. like be able to place themselves in a different world, in a different character's shoes and like develop empathy through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just be like, Santa is a cultural phenomenon, like, <laughs> or like a tradition born out of St. Nicholas, blah, blah, blah. Hallmark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about St. Nicholas, because I think mm-hmm. this is actually where it's a little live for me in that I think I have kind of conflated uh <laughs> Real Saint Nicholas. I think this is very common. Person, uh-huh. <laughs> saint, with Santa Claus story. I, I think I have said things like, "We can call him both," or like, <laughs> <laughs> "Maybe he could come on Christmas Eve too." Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people do. I've heard people say like, once their parents told them, then their parents were like. Well, Santa's not real, but it's like the spirit of St. Nicholas lives inside of him. I don't know. Because to me, I'm like, we've got real living saints in heaven. In heaven, St. Nicholas is there. Santa Claus lives in books. Like, I don't want my kids thinking that, like, St. Nicholas is Santa Claus I'm just like, that's, then that's kind of confusing. And yeah, they're going to like, I mean, they could get confused. They could not. To me, I'm just like, that doesn't make sense to me. Mm. We got a really good book about St. Nicholas um, last year. because So I, we usually go to my in-laws for Christmas and they just kind of take care of making Christmas wondrous. And so... My kind of thing that I do, I get mm-hmm. to focus more on Advent at home in the weeks leading up to us going. So mm-hmm. I have come to really love December 6th, St. Nicholas's Feast Day, because I can select really beautiful, like, Advent Christmas books that I want us to have. And I give one to each girl as, like, their St. Nicholas mm-hmm. present. Um, so we got we got a book on St. Nicholas last year. And... I want to look at it again, but it had like, it had the story, like his story, of, like who he is as a real person, but then also lots of just tradition and almost like straight up myth that grew around him. And mm-hmm. it would kind of acknowledge that by saying like stories came about, about, him. you know, like I just think as Catholics, there's, there's a lot of, uh, tradition that's not like Mm -hmm. 100 percent 
verified truth. Like we don't mm-hmm. have we don't have to believe these sto- certain stories about these saints because they're not like dogma, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're there, and especially we can, like certain pull saints. from them. Yeah, like certain like Saint Patrick. There's a lot of very mythical kids books about him mm-hmm. but then we have like very tangible writings about other saints because of their letters and things but yeah i see what yes. you're saying yes so like i think that book got into like and like look at how these kind of santa claus myths popped up around the world in mm-hmm. like all these different countries and he looks all these different ways and comes on different days and does different things but like it kind of all came out of this real person's life, St. Mm-hmm. Nicholas, which is mm-hmm. like, okay, <laughs> how do I like condense that? <laughs> like, how do I, mm-hmm. you know, I've heard someone say like when they see Santa Claus and the kids ask about it, they go like, yeah, isn't that so sweet? Like he's dressing up like St. Nicholas and he's, you know, spreading joy like St. Nicholas did. He's like, and I'm like, yeah, that's good. I wouldn't say he's, pretending to be saint nicholas i mean maybe but i think that's a pretty good answer of like oh look yeah he's like in the spirit of maybe that's what they mean by his spirit the word spirit i feel like is very not tangible for kids yeah (laughs) but like yeah look he's he's remembering saint nicholas he's dressing remember we just had halloween he's dressing up like saint nicholas he's like yeah yeah he's giving gifts like saint nicholas gave the gold coins or whatever yeah 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 do you do presents from saint nicholas yeah i did do it last year i was like big pregnant last year at that time Mm, though so i mean she was born on the 11th so i was like very minimal (laughs) but um i remember your you texted me the picture of how you had set things up and i was like oh that's nice (laughs) we we put out one shoe for each kid and i put (laughs) I did. But I also, I stayed consistent with that. Mm-hmm. And I think last year she had asked me, like, is this from St. Nicholas? And I was like, no, it's from us. But, like, we're doing it because we're remembering what St. Nicholas did. And it's a way to, like, honor him and ask him to pray for us. Because I also don't want the kids thinking that a saint is, like, coming down from heaven giving them presents. Like, that's also a lie. Like, it's, <laughs> he's not. <laughs> Yeah. And I think I then, I think I said the same thing. So Evange will say like, oh, does, is St. Nicholas, I mean, you going to bring us presents this year? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but it's See, still and fun. Like of- she still looks forward to it and she remembers it. I think I, I just yeah. feel this pang of like, oh, I've taken away the magic for you. <laughs> but I also really like your point about that of like yeah keeping christmas magical yeah because we all want christmas to be magical we all want to protect our children's innocence and wonder so that we all we all want our kids to be have christmas be magical because it's fun and that is fun and it's great and christmas is great so yeah so i think that we have so much real and wondrous christmas full of life and mysticism things that we can celebrate in the church and it doesn't have to be the santa claus incarnation. like incarnation <laughs> like that is magical 
<laughs> just like Jesus coming down for real. <laughs> so I think like take your kids to like midnight mass, you know, like wake them up and go to like a beautiful um, church, maybe even a different church than your own so that it's like a special tradition. That's that's what we did last year. And it was it was so much fun, not the midnight mass thing because I just had a baby and like no way. But <laughs> we went to the Basilica here and it was so beautiful. I mean, be reading beautiful Christmas stories, do the 12 days of Christmas. We did that last year where we staggered out the gifts and celebrated the 12 days of Christmas that way. Um, the feast, yeah, I just think like what Jesus has to offer is exciting and thrilling enough. And mm-hmm. there's like real wondrous magic in that. Yeah. And when you say that, I am convicted because I'm like, yes, <laughs> that is true. And I want mm-hmm. my kids. And even, yeah, the 12 days of Christmas thing, that's new. Well, like growing up, that was just a song. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, no, Epiphany. Catholics, like, <laughs> you know, obviously not all Catholics do that, but like, it's a thing. And you could like mm-hmm. really go hard for 12 days, like mm-hmm. keep eating that Christmas chocolate candy. <laughs> like, just like we are feasting. Mm-hmm. after preparing for weeks with Advent. Um, and, and too, like I was thinking about, I was like, I feel like I kind of sort of get like a free pass with Santa because of how great my in-laws are at making like, they just, you know, they've got like two Christmas trees that they wait for us to come mm. and help them decorate. And mm. my, my mother-in-law is like constantly baking delicious Christmas cookies for like the whole time we're there. Like there's so much, there's so much Christmas joy being ma- like ma- made in that house. And, um, I'm like, I kind of like just get to like ride off of this. And I was like, if I were home, if we were just doing Christmas, just our immediate family at home, would I feel this? Like, I think I would feel this creeping pressure to like, how do I make it really special? And I think I kind of would default to like, maybe I would set out cookies like, cause that's just like a fun thing that I think of mm-hmm. instead of like, like I would not think of midnight mass because to me that sounds like kind of terrible. Well, like, oh yeah. That sounds like this, really like, hard. Could be really amazing. Could be like really horrible. <laughs> like how are they going to wake up in the middle of the night thing and, and will they go back to sleep? And, um, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, why would that? I just, I'm glad for the reminder of like pushing me towards uh, considering these really beautiful, you know, religious traditions of Christmas to consider more deeply. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I want to talk about when we told my in-laws for a minute. Because we also told them like at Christmas time, like I, I don't remember if we actually brought it up with them or they with us, but you know, Clara's a little baby and, <laughs> and we were like, yeah, we are not going to do Santa Claus. Um, and they were, su- they were super disappointed and they like asked questions and they were very much like, well, it's the spirit of St. Nicholas, you guys are like St. Nicholas people, right? You know, we were like, well, no, that's different. So, um, so they were really disappointed. And then Alex started remembering some stuff about his childhood. So he was seven and his sister was four. And 
either he was asking questions or they decided he was old enough to tell him whatever it was he f- he found out the truth and he didn't feel super like betrayed but he was like uh like wasn't happy about it at all and then they told him don't tell your 4-year-old sister which is a totally reasonable thing to say because she's four. And if they're keeping this like charade going, they didn't want him to like rain on her parade. And to me, like I get that, but I'm like, now you've got this kid who's got to like lie to his sister. And you're kind of like creating this like sibling disconnect. And he, he just like kept that Santa bomb in his back pocket just until he was like angry enough two weeks later and just like boom and santa's not real because ah! <laughs> of like you, like he's seven he can't keep yeah. that to himself like at the second he just got mad enough and and then he said for like years like they'd get mad and fight and he'd just bring it up and santa's not real and she just kept no he's real he's real so i'm like oh my gosh this is like a lot of sibling like fighting over something that like we like siblings fight enough like we're trying (laughs) to like create this like family unity like i don't need santa like messing this is why i think santa's a lot of work you've got got a lot of moving pieces in this puzzle of like gotta keep everyone in line and who gets to know and how do they how do they say it and it seems like a lot of work to me (laughs) yeah yeah you didn't have that though with your sister you're also a little closer in age to her yeah I feel like we we could have I don't remember we could have found out at the same time like yeah but what if you I mean you you're also about to have four children with you and presumably yeah. more at some point Evangeline's going to be way older than like the one-year-old yeah which her personality I think she would love to be in on the thing yeah. and like make it special for the way littler kids mm-hmm. um my kid would not <laughs> but like my second Zaylee, i'm sh- i could see her you know just like blurting it out right away you know yeah <laughs> santa's not real <laughs> um oh. and then evangeline getting really mad so yeah it would like yeah it yeah, would, yeah. It would don't just tell cause, them cause strife. yeah yeah <laughs> we hope you have a great week with lots of laughs with your littles.